Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today we're talking about three things um, for your equipment that you should be thinking about for the spring season. So <clears throat> we're going to jump right into it, but real quick, I'm going to lay, lay it out for you. So the three things we're going to touch on here is equipment uh, slash growth vision, so kind of the vision for where you're going with your equipment and your company. Then also... Um, Having it looked over, and then zero percent financing, zero uh, percent interest financing. We're going to talk about all the three of those topics. So let's jump right in with the first topic, which is going to probably take the longest, which is equipment and growth vision. So before you start preparing your equipment for the season, maybe making new purchases, having things checked out, <clears throat> you need to be thinking about um, where do you want your business to be going. And make sure that your equipment reflects that, right? So let's say that I want to build a business and I'm in an area that's cookie cutter and, you know, maybe a, a good chunk of the yards have gated backyards, maybe because they have pools, so they have to have some sort of gated backyard or, um, but the front is maybe a little bit larger than the backyard and it's just wide open. And so I'm like, all right, well, I want to set up my crews in a way that they have a big, big motor to do the front. And, you know, just in case we have a bigger property or a property that doesn't have a gated backyard, we can get in and, and zip around real quick. <coughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of stuff going on. It's pretty cold uh, where where I am right now. So um, you're going to look at it. And so, okay, so if that's the business that, that I'm looking for, right, bigger front yard, smaller backyard, but the backyard's gated, but it's still decent size. The whole property is, you know, a decent size, let's say, you know, half an acre to an acre or so, but you know, that gated backyard with that small gate, right? Not like a big, big gate. So like a smaller property, generally if it's like a, like um, about three quarter, half acre or smaller, the gated backyard is gonna be, have a, like a width that's smaller. Now, if it's like a, a one acre plus and the backyard is gated, generally people are pretty smart and have like a double wide gate so that you can fit like a bigger mower back there. That being said, um, it might be good, let's say, to have a 16-inch deck mower for the front, and just in case you have some of those, you know, bigger, slightly larger properties or a property that doesn't have a gated, you know, backyard, and it's the exception in the neighborhood, and you can still zip in and out, and it'll actually increase productivity, and you only have to make a couple passes on the front yard. You, you don't have some tiny deck that's just going to take more time. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know why people buy, like, 48-inch decks or 54-inch decks. It doesn't make sense to me unless your trailer is only that size, and then just think about it a little bit more and buy a better trailer. <clears throat> Again, I apologize. I got so much post-nasal drip right now. It's actually kind of bad. Um, so, so like, it, it kind of frustrates me because I'm like, dude, you're leaving, like, profitability on the table because it's taking you longer to do the property. And when you have a bigger property, you're mad slow. Like, just get a 16-inch deck. Is this, like... I could say, like, as a staple for a big mower, like, a 16-inch deck is just, like, across the board going to work the best. We can still fit them into backyards that don't have gates. Even if they're close to the neighbors, it's always going to fit in between the two houses. But it's big enough that it's going to eat up that space in the backyard, in the front yard. It's just going to it's gonna be zooming. There's plenty of, like, striping kit options for that. There's, I don't know. It just makes sense. Resale value-wide, generally, you get a bigger motor, so you're going to be going faster just in general. <coughs> And we all know that, you know, speed is is really what fuels that productivity. So having that little bit of extra speed, you got a 16-inch mower, and then maybe for the backyards, you got a 36-inch, uh, either like a walk-behind with the wheel kit or maybe like a 36-inch stand-on mower. I, I know Wright has one. Uh, uh, Skag has one. Hustler just came out with one like last year. Um, 
So, I mean, all of those are, are completely valid options for a backyard. Now, that being said, you're like, ah, well, I can't really afford to be buying multiple zero turns. You know, you get that one 16-inch deck mower and then get a push mower that, you know, I, I know there's a lot of 21-inch deck stuff. If your backyard is like a decent size, you know, it can it can work. It depends on the size of the backyard, but maybe you got like that 16-inch deck in the front. You do that You while you send a guy to the back with the push mower. And then while he's push mowing and you do the front, load that other mower back up on the trailer. And then you grab a trimmer, do all the trim. And by the time that he's getting done, you're probably just blowing, you know, starting to blow off. And so it, it works well. But if you got like a three-man crew, you know, there's a lot of variables in here. But just start thinking about what kind of equipment, how many guys do I want on the job? Make sure that you have one piece of equipment for each guy. So, for example, if you're going to have three guys on the job, have at least three trimmers. Because I'm going to tell you right now. There's going to be those two or three properties a week that you need that third trimmer. And it's just going to save you guys so much time. You know, it's going to pay for itself in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you know, definitely within a season just to have the extra tool. And you have that as a backup if anything ever happens. Same when it comes to like um, with mowers. So I'll make sure there's like a basically a mower for every guy. Now, not, not saying I uh, like a 60 inch deck, something crazy for every guy, but, you know, at least a push mower, walk behind, and um, uh, the zero turn is what we, we rock on the trailer. We'll have like that, the walk behind with the wheel kit. <clears throat> we'll have that 21-inch deck push mower, and then we'll have the 60-inch deck zero turn. So if we had to, you know, there's some technical stuff here and there that's big enough that, you know, string trimmer is not going to be the most efficient thing with it. You know, they can use the push mower, then someone else is doing the gated backyard with the, uh, the 36, I'm doing the front with the 60, and we all get done similar times. I trim the front, then grab the blower while the other guy is trimming the back, and uh, someone else is just trimming the stuff in the middle of the yard. You know, whatever it is, you can build out a system and just make sure that you have one piece of equipment for each guy. That being said, you need a vision for that. You need a vision to say, well, we're probably going to add another truck this year. All right, we'll start looking at trucks, start looking at uh, what kind of financing deals are going on, what kind of truck you want to buy, what makes sense. Do you want to save money on gas but not have as much towing capability? Okay, V6, we want a V6. Um, do you want, you know, you need max power and you're going to be towing so much weight all the time? Okay, well, maybe we need the diesel. You know, there's just considerations. Man, this is bad. <laughs> the the post-nasal drip is bad. Um, there's considerations that you have to have, and you just need to think through, like, what are we looking to do? What kind of properties do we generally service? And if you already have a business up and running, you know what your staple client looks like. For me, I know it's not as cool and sexy as, like, massive mansion lawns, uh, but our general property is probably a half acre. It's a cookie cutter. Front yard is mostly flat, maybe a couple of little obstacles here and there. I take a big mower do the front um and i have a guy with a trimmer working the front so by the time that i'm done with the front he's done trimming the front that he goes to the back to trim uh where the guy with the walk behind or if it's super super tiny uh backyard maybe a push mower is you know finishing the, the thing off and then uh i'm blowing off while both of those guys while the you know mower guy and the trimmer guy are just wrapping up then we load up the trailer and we get out of there you know it just ends well we know how many guys on the job works well. We know how, uh, what kind of equipment we need. Just think through it because a lot of people are just like, oh, dude, I want another big mower. You know, I it, it's going to be increased speed so much. You know, one guy in the big one in the front, one guy in the big mower in the back. Uh, not really because you guys both have to trim anyway. And the time that it actually takes from switching from tool to tool is one of the largest time-consuming tasks. Like putting the mower on the trailer, then grabbing a trimmer. When you could just have a guy trim the whole time 
and you just be on the mower the whole time and it's just so much quicker. So unless you're doing like two acre plus properties or you have multiple lawns or multiple trimmer guys who can work the trimmers, you know, you got like four guys and you got two mowers and, and two trimmers going the whole time. Generally speaking, you're not going to want to put more than one guy on a big mower. Like, and generally that's going to be me because I do it like every single day. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be doing work in the trimmer every single day. It's just, just no fun to be working the trimmer for 35 hours a week, 40 hours a week. But yeah, no, keep, keep that stuff in mind when you are looking for what kind of equipment you want going into this year, what you want to do. Um, and then figure out, do I need to sell some of my equipment? What equipment do I need to be buying? What brand do I want to buy? Uh, what model, what deck size, what engines am I looking at? Is it new? Is it used? Start looking on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, all that if it's used. Or uh, if it's new, start looking around, shopping at the dealers, get in contact with them. Say, hey, what do you guys have coming in? What do you guys have in stock? That kind of stuff. Uh, the second one is have it all looked over. So once you figure out what you want and you sold the stuff that you don't want and you bought the stuff that you do want, have everything looked over. Now, if it's brand new, you probably don't need it looked over, but anything used and even the stuff that you had from last year, have it gone through over the winter, maybe mice got into it somehow, or, you know, you didn't winterize it properly. Just have them catch those little things, you know, before the season starts. Probably a better idea to like get the oil and the hydrofluid and all that stuff checked out in the fall uh, and then like have them just go through it in the spring. Just start spring with a bang. We all know that spring is like, the big boom, the grass is just growing like crazy in the spring. And there's generally a little fall rush. And then at the end, but the spring rush is crazy. So you, you don't want to be caught with your pants down with, you know, dull blades and, and old oil and all the stuff that needs done. And then everyone else has their mower in the shop right now. So you need to do that. And it can just be a mess. So just guys, make sure that you are getting everything prepped properly for the season, having it looked over, making sure everything is checked out. And then the third thing is if you are getting stuff new, Get the zero percent financing and finance as much as they'll let you do. And uh, I don't, I don't want to say this to over leverage yourself. Don't buy more just because you're not putting as much down. Just think, how much would I put down on this? And then just kind of back it off and see what they will let you put down. And then keep the cash and maybe use the cash for a little bit of extra marketing or whatever. Don't go buy another piece of equipment with it. That's not what I'm saying. Or go buy like a more expensive piece of equipment than you need. I'm just saying, with with inflation, you know, it's more than zero percent. So you're already making good on this. So just it's basically free money. Now that doesn't mean that you should go, you know, that free money that you get to keep in your pocket as a little bit of a buffer, or if you need it for something, or if you really want to explode your client base and spend a little bit more on marketing this year, you know, don't spend it on like new equipment or, you know, put it right back